Welcome to Breaking Down Bits, a conversation about great comedy bits with the comedians who wrote and performed them. Welcome to Breaking Down Bits, the clip show. I'm Brian Gendron. I'm Drew Jordan. We're excited to be uh, starting season two soon. So we wanted to recap season one and just touch base on some of the uh, the favorite moments that we had and give you a quick reminder of each episode, maybe inspire you to go back and check out some of those episodes from last season because uh, there was some there was some gold in the in that first season and we had an absolute blast doing it. Yeah, it's effectively 10 hours of what we would consider what we tried to create as timeless material for comics to go back to and reference and listen to as they work on writing and performing comedy. So, yeah. uh, but you mentioned season two, man. I'm super excited. Our first uh, episode is October 16th. That's this Friday as of this recording with Jeff Dye. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Season two coming in strong. Uh, we also we have the first four episodes already booked that we're ready to announce, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be a really fun first four episodes of season two. You're gonna be surprised uh, at at what comes out of these episodes. Absolutely. So uh, the second episode is Sam Talent. Uh, of course, Run the Light is uh, is a book that uh, is, is highly regarded in the comedy community. Uh, Sean Patton, very exciting New York comic, yeah. uh, comedy seller comic uh, that can't wait to speak to him. Geek out on jokes and another uh, uh, Tom Takar, just a walking dictionary of, of, of comedy, does the Comedy Central stand up podcast. So, yeah. man, we, we're going to learn some stuff, Drew, and, and hopefully you all come along with us to learn alongside us. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be uh, season two is, is shaping up to be uh, so much fun. But first, uh, I guess a couple quick announcements we want to get into. A couple things that we're adding to the kind of the breaking down bits community. Something that we're gonna uh, we're gonna give a shot to uh, is an open mic, a virtual yes. open mic for the breaking down bits community. Because basically, we've just been thinking like, man, we are getting to talk to some amazing comics. We're learning so much. We, we also want to give people and ourselves an opportunity to put this stuff into practice. And so if you're enjoying what you're hearing on these episodes and you want to hop in and be a part, we're going to do the very first one on uh, October the 20th. You can email in to breakingdownbits at gmail.com if you want to get on the list. It's going to be very limited how many people we put in there because we do want everyone to get their time uh, trying out some new jokes and getting feedback from everyone who's in there. So it's going to be a great time. If you want to get on that first one, like I said, email breakingdownbits at gmail.com and October 20th with the very first breaking down bits, virtual open mic. Absolutely. So it's going to be a feedback mic. Uh, like Drew said, very limited. So we have seven comics. We're going to keep it tight within an hour. Each comic does five. We give them feedback for three minutes and we move about the, the show into that format it uh, should be very helpful for, especially for folks that don't have a lot of mics or no mics going on in their area yeah. uh, to, to get your writing, get, get your, uh, get, just get it off the tongue. Sometimes it just helps to get it out there and, and get that feedback from other comics that are working just as hard as you are. Yeah. So, in, the middle, in the middle of this pandemic, this is an opportunity for you uh, and for, for us to just get together, chat with other comedians, work out those jokes, keep getting better. Even if you don't have a mic that you can go to or very limited mics in your city. Let's let's find a way to keep working out these jokes together. 
So email it, breakingdownbits at gmail.com. It'll also be on our website and we're going to do some social media posts. So you'll have a couple opportunities. If you don't make it this first time, don't worry. We will continue to do these mics. We're still not certain about the frequency, but we're going to do them more than once a month. This is certainly the, the minimum that you can expect from us. So looking forward to that. A lot to, lot to do in season two between the interviews and of course, now the feedback, Mike. But before we even get into that, let's go back and revisit season one, episode by episode. So we started off, Drew, with Andy Huggins. What a great place to start. Yeah, this guy, if you're not familiar with him, he is a Houston comedy legend. Uh, he's been all over. He was part of the the Houston Outlaw comics back in the day with Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison. Just he's a walking encyclopedia of comedy knowledge. We're so blessed to have him in our community here in Houston. So we wanted to share him with everyone and some of his wisdom. I mean, you just put a mic in front of this guy and let him go. We had it was our first episode ever. We had a blast uh, hearing uh, his writing process and, and kind of how his brain works when it comes to writing comedy. Let's check out a quick clip. How? Does Andy Huggins write comedy? I get, I have a legal pad and I have a big ballpoint pen. I can't, for some reason, I can't think at a keyboard. So mm. I, uh, you know, I, as ideas come to me, sometimes you get a punchline, you have to work backwards, come up with the right setup. Sometimes you just come up with a premise that's not a work. And so I, you know, I, I just sit down and write and grind it out. Let's, uh, Try it this angle. No, that doesn't work. Let's try it that angle. The important thing about writing is to do it every day. And that's why just whatever you do, whatever the process is, um, uh, do it every day. There's a lot about being a comic that is a job. And that's one of them is you got to sit down and write. Yeah, great advice from Andy. I mean, it's yeah. you got to take it seriously. You got to take it like a job. Of course, if you do it well, it's a really, really fun job. So, uh, you know, work hard, man. And that was, that was a great message from Andy on top of so much great writing advice that he gave to us. Yeah. He really goes into so much. He goes into some of the stuff I liked. If you want to jump into it is, yeah, we talked about uh, building a character because uh, his comedy is very deep in character, but also how to deal with his take on how to deal with Hecklers is even in this episode. Uh, yes. um, an interesting take that maybe not everyone would take, but I, I really appreciate what he had to say. A wonderful episode. Do not miss this one. Uh, it's a great one. Andy Huggins, a national treasure. Absolutely. Our second episode uh, was with Mr. Joel Byers. Uh, that's breath. right. Hot Breath Podcast brethren, a good friend of the show, had an absolute blast with him. Love everything he's doing. Atlanta-based comic. Uh, if you want to check out his podcast, Hot Breath, uh, he is incredible. Uh, we had a lot of fun with him and, and getting to sit down with him. We actually became really good friends. Uh, you know, we even after the podcast was over, I think we offline chatted for almost an hour afterwards just because this guy's the real deal. Had a blast with him on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's interviewed over 200 big name comics. I mean, he just did Jeff Foxworthy like last week. I mean, <laughs> guy, you know, he's he's really he's been doing this for years and, and certainly paved the way for folks like us to even be doing something like this. But he's taking it above and beyond uh, with his uh, online community, especially in the wake of the pandemic. He's got this right 10 group 
that he talks about on the show. It's just phenomenal place for you to go and write and be with other comics that, that, that has like almost a hundred people in it every single day of the week. It's incredible what they're doing over there. So we talked quite a bit about community. Let's get a quick clip from our interview with Mr. Joel Byers. Well, I'm definitely a pen to paper uh, comic still, even 10 years in. Um, I, I hear a lot of comics, you know, I write on stage and I remember um, Andy, uh, your previous guest was talking about, he's a pen to paper guy versus writing on stage as well. And that's just how my brain works. Um, and pen to paper means it could be something as simple as like journaling, or it could be something as simple as looking more for like, one-liners or set up punches and actually using techniques beyond just like a broad journal. But I have found like the more I've gotten on stage, the more confident I've gotten, the more comfortable I've gotten to explore ideas on stage. But if I don't do the work off stage, I don't have something to talk about on stage. Yeah, love that. Great conversation about onstage, offstage writing there. Um, yeah, that, and that Write 10 Club is still happening. Like, that's the thing that's happening currently. You can get involved with uh, tomorrow if you wanted. Uh, great guy. Look him up um, and look, check out the Hot Breath podcast. Uh, great, great input on keeping that community strong, especially during the pandemic. You need, you need partners, you need friends, you need people to bounce ideas off of. Uh, even though comedy can kind of feel like a lone wolf kind of activity, mm-hmm. I think I think this podcast goes to prove that at least you know there's there's so much to gain from having other comics who are further down the line than you. Uh, there's just a why why go through all this stuff yourself when you can kind of maybe dodge some some pitfalls by having other experienced comics around. Absolutely, I remember my one big takeaway that. Many one of many takeaways was uh, listen to your sets regardless of if they're good or not. That's such a critical uh, part in, in, in developing out your bits and, and growing and, and learning to uh, as a comic. So that was something we talked about quite a bit with Joel on the show. Go get it. It is episode two, Joel Byers Community, and it's a good time to say all this is available on BreakingDownBits.com. Of course, you can get it on Apple, Google, Ask Siri, Ask Alexa. We've, we've got it just about anywhere you can get it. But the main conduit is BreakingDownBits.com. All right. Yep. So uh, episode three, uh, episode three with Mr. Scott Dickers. That was an adventure. That was quite ah. the adventure behind the scenes. I'll, I'll spare you some of the details, but long story short, everything that could go wrong behind the scenes of this podcast absolutely happened. Uh, your internet went out at your house. Yeah, my electricity went out at my house. We had to like move to a your office location. I was in a conference room, got kicked out of that conference room because someone had it. It was oh, it was a mess behind the scenes, but it was absolutely amazing what was happening in the conversation because Scott Dickers, the um, original editor of the Onion, co-founder, just once again an incredible, just walking encyclopedia of comedy knowledge. Yeah. And, and he handled that all with such grace. I mean, we dragged him through it for like an hour and he just stuck with us. And man, I'm glad he did because he shared so much great comedy knowledge. Uh, he from he's just he's he just lives and breathes and loves comedy so much. And it became so apparent in the interview. So let's watch a quick clip. The way I write, I'll start with process. So I my process isn't something I can turn on like it. There's a 
preliminary investment that has to be made. So I have to have a good schedule. I have to free up my time. I can't be too busy with a bunch of crap. So I have to delegate things that aren't things that I should be focusing on so that I have time to sit down and actually work. Because a lot of times people will say, well, I don't have time to you know write jokes every day or whatever. And you just have to make that time. So once I make that time, the way I use that time is to start I just start writing. So like the morning pages exercise is a very important exercise for me whenever I need to write. And for a lot of my career, I haven't really had to produce a lot of writing. I was an editor mostly. So I would look at other people's writing and I would improve it. But whenever I would be called upon to like write a uh, TV pilot or I had to write a story or something like that, doing the morning pages exercise for a few days would rev me up and it would get the wheels going and, and comedy would just pour out of me. And so the way I write it then is I just pour out a, a rough draft as fast as I can of whatever it is I'm trying to write. If it's a list of jokes, I'll just write 10, 20 jokes fast as I can without even thinking about it. And I'll try to do that every day. So after a week, I've got like, you know, 140 jokes. I go through and I find the best 10 or 20 and I tweak them or whatever. And then I've got a pretty decent list of 20 jokes. If it's a piece, then I let it sit and I go back and read it later and fix it, you know, see what I can do to, to make it better. I'm not one of those people that's going to pour over a, a first draft or stare at a blank piece of paper for two hours without typing anything or typing a sentence and then deleting it. I'm going to pour out a first, draft. I'm going to get that sucker written because mm. that first step of just getting it on the page, no matter how crappy it is, is really important. And just embracing that it's going to be crap and knowing that the good part comes later when you're able to sift through all the crap and find things that you can work with and uh, finesse or whatever. So after I finesse, you know, I, I show it to people. I make sure it, in comedy, it's, this is not art. This is entertainment. Other people have to like it. So I get feedback from other people and I balance that against my own internal judgment. And then I put it out. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> I love that strategy. It makes so much sense. I wish I was more like that. Love the idea of just getting it on paper fast. I, I, I'm the worst sometimes when it comes to staring at that blank sheet of paper. So it's great encouragement. Um, and what, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Just encouragement to just get after it, do the work, even if it's not great at first, get it on paper. Uh, wonderful episode. So many good uh, anecdotes in there and stories shared. He goes through his entire funny filters, which is 11 different ways that you can make something funny. One of the best episodes of our first season, hands down. Yeah, I'm glad we stuck through and got it made, even in, even in the face of adversity. Uh, what, what Scott uh, talked about there is something that so many comedians talk about as writer's block and how to overcome it. It's just write and know that it'll be crap and then work it out. Uh, and what's really unique about this episode is we kind of broke format a little bit and we went down through different Onion articles that, that represented uh, the ways that these funny filters are used. And it's just very powerful for anybody that's sitting down and writing comedy. So uh, go go and check this out. We also did, Drew cut up a, a 10 minute clip of just that funny filters piece you can find on YouTube. So maybe even go out and explore that if you're short on time. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful episode. Catch that one. Episode three, Scott Dickers and the funny filters. Right. So now we're on to episode four and this is uh, Drew's Padawan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this Rick is the Roberts. guy I took. Uh, I took my very first comedy class from Rick Roberts in Nashville. That's where I started. 
and uh, love this guy. Great encourager. This episode, I think, probably one of the episodes that's full of more tangible, actionable um, uh, facts and tidbits and and advice. You can you're going to get a lot out of this episode, uh, and and he shares a lot. He's done a dry bar comedy special and he kind of goes behind the scenes about how that goes and so wonderful uh episode here with rick roberts from nashville he's got also got a podcast if you want to look him up uh it is the school of laughs podcast uh and he has a lot of online resources another guy if you want to if you're looking for more resources this is a good guy to find yeah we got we dug into the mechanics of jokes and uh man uh, that is a great episode if you are in the process of writing, or maybe like I was just mentioning writer's block, this is another one that can help you get unstuck. So let's play a quick clip from our interview with Rick Roberts. Yeah, it's a good question because every set's different. Every audience is different. The expectations are different. So first thing in my head is, you know, who's going to be in the audience? What age group? Let's just cull down the material to what's going to fit for that group. And then look at what I try to do is start with the thing that connects me to them the quickest and the most authentic. But I'll, I'll try to find what's, what are they going through that I'm going through. Because people will always connect with emotions before they'll connect with a topic. Yeah, what a great episode. Uh, that, that is a great tip. I know that you especially connected with that one and have used that a lot in your, in your writing, Brian, to kind of, uh, you know, just really lean yeah, on. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I can't get it out of my head that, that people connect with emotions over topics. Uh, that's that's just something that uh, that changes and really changes how I approach any all of my bits now. So uh, that among so many other things, I mean, his storytelling and uh, how we approach storytelling is uh, something that uh, that has made me rethink about how I unveil the stories that I tell in my sets. Yeah, also a wonderful tip on how to create callbacks mm. uh, in this episode about remembering every character that you bring up in every joke and, and kind of remembering that they're available to you later in your set and while you're writing other jokes. Um, this is a great episode. Uh, check him out, Rick Roberts, episode four, and you can find him online at schooloflaughs.com. Excellent. So episode five, we went and talked with Danny Palumbo, and uh, he's an L.A. comic that was at one time in Austin and then initially Pennsylvania uh, and just released a new album called Good Morning, Mr. Very funny album. Very funny guy. Yeah, I love this guy. Uh, really connected with his style of comedy. Noticed that his his delivery was very interesting. A lot of self-deprecating comedy, but also very confident at the same time. It was very interesting how he put those two together and had a great time talking with him and how he's working through you know, pandemic comedy, basically himself. And uh, yeah, wonderful episode, episode five with Danny Palumbo. Let's go in and check out a clip with our discussion with... I was just talking about this recently with a friend. I've always had my best sets when I'm not buried in my phone before I'm going on stage. If I'm like talking to people... Like, so you're trying to be present on stage, right? Like you should be doing that, or at least I should be doing that moments before I get on talking to, you know, a, a server at the comedy club, a friend in the back, not being like, you know, counting down the seconds until, until you walk on stage that I have found is incredibly helpful. And 
when I do start going back on stage again, that's something I'm going to be a lot more uh, conscious of. Yeah. Gosh, what a great tip. Yeah. Just being present in the room. It's, we get distracted. We sometimes get caught up in where, what's my set list going to be. And if, if you're not prepared and we talked about this in the show if, with Danny, if you're not prepared at that point, you're never going to be prepared. It's not like you can cram seconds before you get on stage, like just be present. Uh, otherwise you're not going to have a good set. You're going to miss the opportunity to, to show that you're there, that you're present. People want that spontaneity. They at least want it to feel like it's, it's spontaneous and that that show is, is really a special moment, right? Yeah. Great tips on uh, using silence coming off as uh, conversational that to me, this episode maybe features a little more of the, how to the side of performance versus writing. We maybe spend a little more time in the performance side. So if that's something you're working on, check out this one, Danny Palumbo episode five. Right. Episode six was a, an interesting moment for us. I think we really kind of turned at this point and started uh, experimenting with our format a little bit more when we talked with uh, Sarah Tiana and we really focused in and honed in on roast comedy with Sarah. Yeah, this lady. Oh, my goodness. If you don't know the name Sarah Tiana, you're missing out. She has been so involved in every single roast battle that's ever happened on Comedy Central. She is Almost, I would just say, a pure genius at writing these these types of jokes. Um, had a wonderful conversation with her, and this might have been our most viewed uh, episode in season one because she just dropped some serious knowledge on us, uh, and we even uh, <laughs> we even did our own roast battle at the end and made her judge. Yes, uh, somebody won, and it wasn't right. me. I want it, man, but it was it still was wasn't very good. But she pretty she she was good sport about doing it, and she even fake laughed at a few of them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a good episode. Uh, let's check out that clip from Sarah Tiano and roast comedy. So there's uh, I always tell people who are writing. There's this great website called RhymeZone.com, and on RhymeZone you can put in a word, and there's a a tab at the top that says related words. So if I put in belt, it will bring up all the words related to the word belt, you know? Hmm. And so it helps you think in a different direction. So like when you're roasting someone like Dolph, you go, what are the things about him? He wears underwear. He's a wrestler. They're in a ring. He has belt. Like what are all the words associated with wrestling? You could go to, you know, just write in wrestling and like see what comes up. You know what I mean? And then it's probably going to bring up old wrestlers. So what old wrestlers can I? compare him to you know what i mean so i remember one that i are we done with the ones with him and i i think I that's it. I, yeah i think it's it right there was a john cena joke that i remember like john cena you know like uh he dated a girl that john cena is now or was engaged to at the time and so i was like she uh didn't even break up with him before she got with John Cena. She just said, You can't see me anymore, you know? And like if you but you have to know wrestling to really get that joke. And I didn't do that on the show because I was afraid not enough people it might be too inside. So it's like, you know, you can write all these jokes, but like you also have to like know your audience. Like know yeah. So, I mean, if you're preparing, so one of my shows that I produce has a roast battle coming up. So, I mean, if that, that's something you do in your local comedy scene, uh, then get out there and watch this episode. No question. Uh, starts with research, I think was, was her big thing. You only roast people you like, uh, and, and you, 
just uh, you got to write not just um, for you know the 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 person, but also what they might say about you. So there's like a whole defense part of uh, at least in the roast battle format. But of course, roasting's beyond that, right? So you could have like an actual roast where you're roasting uh, an individual. We did like they did like a Harry Potter one in, in right, yeah. but that's something that they've done. So you never know when this this could come up, but it's important for, to have in your tool belt. And Saratino is one of the best at doing it. Yeah, and also in roasting, you, the one thing we learned is that uh, if someone has a good joke about you, then you might use that joke in your set moving forward. Uh, that's a great little side effect that comes from from being involved in roast. If you've if you think about doing it, and you're like, I, I'm not really super into roast that much, but doing the roast with you, I think it's very beneficial. It's something that I would I'm going to definitely look into in the future after this episode. Yeah, that's a great writing exercise. It just and it's one of those things that helps you get into writing, and then. It, it's nice to write differently than just stand up. It's a good break from the norm that can really break up that that writer's block we talked about earlier. Absolutely. So, episode six, Sarah Tiana, Roast Comedy. Get it on BreakingDownBits.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Our next episode, episode seven with Sarah Tolomash, Getting Discovered. Yeah, who is, uh, you know, Houston comic, started in Houston. Uh, has, I think, probably the most uh, important or interesting conversational point that came up here was when do you move to a big market? When do you make that jump to a, to a New York or to an L.A.? And should you do that? Um, a lot of cool insight on some some things like that. So we took a, we talked a lot about writing, but we also jumped into some of this behind the scenes stuff that comes up as you as your comedy career kind of takes those next steps. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, her, her tip, and I don't think it's in the video, but it's referenced in the video, seven minutes. Once you have a hot seven, you're ready. Go, right? And then we also talk about, do you, do you need to go? Uh, can you leverage social media uh, as a way to, to, to get to industry in a different way without ever going to New York or L.A.? Uh, and, and various other topics. She had just released uh, a new album this past summer. When we were recording this called Voluptuous Boy. Uh, on top of, of all of her great advice about industry and comedy, uh, she is a hilarious comic just this great formula of delivering jokes and tags that works time and time again yep let's let's watch a clip of sarah do you do anything on paper and ink are you are you writing in a notebook or are you all digital i mean i will and i i will do it just so i can feel like i'm doing something but like (laughs) honestly i don't think i've ever written a bit where i was like <laughs> that was great. Like it, <laughs> I prefer when my bits come organically rather than forcing them because I don't know. I just think it's funnier that way if it's from conversation or hanging out rather than I find that sometimes trying to I've tried to do stuff that I've written and when I do it on stage, I find it quite sterile and it misses like the fun that I, I had when I originally thought of it. Yeah. Great tip there. And another reminder to write while you're in the shower, you know, cause just like, yeah, do you do anything on paper? Uh, keep running that stuff in your head rather than on paper. Sometimes you get to come up with a more conversational, organic, real feeling bit. I think that's a great tip. And uh, a great reminder for anyone who does go straight to paper, don't let that make you stale. 
Yeah, another great writing tip from Sarah Tolomash. There's quite a bit in the episode. Go out there and find it. Episode seven, Sarah Tolomash, Getting Discovered. Episode eight, another New York comic, Mr. Nori Davis. We talked about his comedy album that did just coming out uh, live from the Trap House, which was a Zoom comedy album. Yeah, crazy. This guy was uh, an absolute blast to talk to. Talk about high energy, high passion for his art. A lot of encouragement in this one to be yourself, find your own path, do your own thing, do what is inside of you. A lot of cool uh, conversation happened on this one, and we had a blast with this guy. And this is a name that if you don't know it now, you're going to know it later. So go ahead and get get uh, comfortable and get introduced to Nori Davis, uh, Episode 8. Yeah, absolutely. It was his uh, fourth comedy album, and he's written like 75 skits for one of these programs, like just a writer. Yeah. And uh, and he really, like you said, he encourages you to dig deep within. Uh, and, and while, cons- remember his thing is like, I consume a lot of TV, dude. I just, that's, <laughs> I, watch every, I watch it all. Uh, and, and, and try to mesh the two, you know, from your past personal experiences with sort of contemporary what's going on today issues and let those things collide and see what happens on stage and hilarity unfolds. I mean, he's just such a funny, funny comic and such a great stage presence absolutely, uh, and, a, and a talented writer. So let's go ahead and watch a quick clip with our interview with Mr. Nori Davis. For a comic who is like the Midwest of bumblefuck, I say definitely, <laughs> I say definitely, yes, yeah, start your own show there because your market is within your town. I mean, think about it as like a rapper or or an artist like that where they start getting popping within their own town. So build up a hot show, build up your own knitting factory in within your town, within your shop, inviting people, have social media, kids will come out, something to hang out. And then once you build from there, you get like a tight, 15 whatever minutes then bring that show to new york or bring it to la or and that's when you know you'll make that growth when you start building within your own yeah there's a lot in that episode uh and he's just such a fun guy he's just he's a free spirit uh you just get that sense of his strong personality when you when you hear this interview uh and like i said don't sleep on this guy. He's going places. This he's already. I'm surprised that more people don't already know who he is because he's just he's just really fun. He's a force, <laughs> you know. He's a great he's a great comic, and you can check him out. Episode eight, uh, Nori Davis. All right. So episode nine, we had an interview with LA comedian originally in Atlanta. Uh, Ron G, and we talked about clean comedy, clean comedy. Yeah, this guy was great. Um, once it, kind of like Nori, this guy had a, an interesting angle to the conversation. It kind of went a different way than we typically would go. Talked a lot about um, talked a lot about legacy, which is not something that comes up with comedy very much. What legacy are you creating with with your bits? What are people going to say about you at the end of it all? And that's just not something that we think about a lot of times. We're, we're so in the moment, uh, and that's a great perspective. Uh, had a wonderful conversation. A lot of good stuff comes up from this guy. Very a lot of industry information that you don't, you might not hear anywhere else. He really shares a lot of uh, lets us peek behind the curtain uh, behind creating his own brand and his work with television. Lots of stuff here. Yeah, I mean, a lot of you listeners reached out to us and said you really connected with this. And I think because of what Drew said, it, it's in the it's in this you know in this pandemic when comedy was essentially taken away from all of us. 
And it really was a great time to reflect and think about things like, where am I going with this? And, uh, and you know, when we talked about comedy legacy, uh, Ron G gives you a good kick in the face and talks through his own experiences, uh, you know, kind of has, has you look at your own uh, and understand where thinking, really thinking deep, what am I doing? Well, I'm even doing this, and uh, and and hopefully that that's giving you some perspective that can only add to your comedy writing and performance. So let's look at a quick clip with our interview with Ronji. But he was like, "Man, you're a good-looking guy. Why you curse so much?" And I was like, "I don't know." And at the same time, I feel like God was tugging at my heart. And I remember when I got on stage and I went back to the place that booed me and told me to kill myself, and I performed and I rocked it. I did. A, I finally like conquered the room that was like my thorn, the place that. It, I was nervous that on Friday and I had to go there on Sunday to get booed. I finally <laughs> conquered and I did like five minutes, which is good in that environment. And I didn't curse. And I felt like God said, if you, if a pastor did what you did, cause I was still cursing off stage. And I feel like that was like, well, if a pastor did what you did and didn't curse in the pulpit, but cursed off and off, you know, off stage or in real life, you would judge, you would judge them. So what make you any different? And it just, punched me in my chest. And I realized I naturally stopped cursing around my parents and people I respected. And I just wanted to be a master of, I didn't want anything to be, be mastered by anything. So I started working on being clean in my personal life. And then ever since then, like it changed my life. And this is the cool part. In that moment, I didn't know, because if you're used to doing something, and you stop doing something, you're like, man, this sucks. But when I booked my Nickelodeon show and I wound up being a dad on a TV show, <laughs> when, uh, my final round, I had uh, an audition with all the producers and stuff. And it was like, you're a clean comedian, huh? And I was like, yeah. And it was like, honestly, you're perfect for this job. And it reminded me like, oh, OK, this is the setup because in Nickelodeon, they're very funny about their brand. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to like be a dirty comedian and be a dad on Nickelodeon, which is probably possible. But they look at your social media and start taking stuff down. And like, you know, they're very funny about their brand. But I felt like it was like full circle reminder of this is your calling. This is your lane in life. And if you honor what's in your heart and you stick with it, it'll make sense later on, even though in the moment it doesn't always make sense. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy. And it's, like I said, it's great industry knowledge that stuff that you might not think about right now, but in the future, guess what? If acting or television is something you're interested in, your content that you've been building will make an impact on your opportunities in the future. And that's just a good, it's a good something to think about. A lot of great conversation there. Great guy, Ron G episode nine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great, you might be closing doors for yourself if you are getting into certain content and that's okay, but you just have to accept that that might be a possibility if you do ever want to get into TV and such. And he's been to the top of it, man. I mean, he won an Emmy a couple of years ago. So uh, very passionate guy. Uh, he's one of the few that, that flipped it on us and started asking us questions. Uh, episode is, is pretty long, but absolutely worth it. Uh, we went maybe 10 minutes longer than we usually do. Uh, so go check it out, man. Ron, Ron G, very passionate uh, comedian and actor uh, out of L.A. That's episode nine. Get that on our website, breakingdownbits.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Season 10 finale. A lot of fun, right? Oh gosh. It it's so much it was so easy to talk to John Reap. He was just in I don't know if he's always that easy to talk to. I feel like we caught him in the best mood ever or maybe he just lives his life like that. <laughs> um but yeah, super fun. Talked a lot about his experience getting booked and working the road. Uh how do you, how that kind of works for him and how how he got discovered and 
energy on like energy on stage and so much in this episode this is a very valuable episode i would say again this is one of those episodes that maybe focuses more on performance than writing a little bit i think i got a lot out of his his um feedback and his um his advice on how to perform comedy on this one very impactful episode he also has a podcast called country ish if you'd like to look up mr john reap yeah, I mean, John's been been in it for so long, and he was an open book about his journey and his story, and uh, and really walked us through that and gave great advice for how to level how to level up and to continue to level up. And in this clip, he talks about a certain level that just uh, blows my mind. So let's let's get into the clip. Uh, generally, I had uh, a bit of an order to to some of them. It depends on how long the set is. Am I doing? seven minutes here. Am I doing 30? Am I doing an hour? Um, sure. All that um, helps you whittle down what that set will be and what order it comes in. But generally I have like an opening thing, which will always be the opening thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then you've got the closing thing, which is, that's going to be the closing thing. It's the stuff in the middle that I'm not sure what the order is going to be. And sometimes, and sometimes when you get into it, it's not what it started. And as you're thinking of the, as you're doing the joke, this is another great level that happens, by the way. Um, after doing it for so long, it's great what your brain can do. Our brains are amazing. I can be on a stage delivering a story and a joke and have the crowd in the palm of my hands and getting everything right and, and being physical and acting it all out. And at the same time, in my brain, I'm having a conversation of like, Okay, so you probably got another three minutes of this one. Um, we'll probably go into the Panther story after this. That's a good closer. Well, that one lady dropped a drink. We could do, we maybe do a callback on that. Uh, uh, oh, I, I got the light. Shit, got the light. So, uh, <laughs> so like, and not and no one knows that that conversation is happening in my head. It's really yeah. crazy how how when you get to that level, how that can happen. <laughs> oh man that what a moment and what a cool thing uh that our brains can do and, and i think as you as we progress and you have more and more um material in the bank then you really your brain can start to figure out and and i can't wait till i have you know an hour plus of material that could possibly go into a set and then i get to like work all that magic of what do i use what do i don't use uh, where what goes where that's what a cool thing to to think through and maybe if if you're already there as a comic uh just a reminder um about how to use that in your sets yeah i mean i think like maybe once in my year and a half comedy career i've experienced like a couple seconds of what he's talking about on stage where i i know my bits inside and out and it's my my best bit but to be able to live in that probably every time you perform like somebody like john who's who's done the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours and outliers. And that's kind of the level you get to where you're able to uh, pick a starting point, pick a destination, and then just everything in between, is, it just gets done on stage. Um, what, what appears to be effortlessly, but it, it's just built on the, the years and years of work. And that John's no exception. He put in so much work on the road. We talked quite a bit about that in the episode. 
Yeah, also just a fun episode to listen to. This one, I feel like as the podcast progressed, we loosened up and we were able to have a little more fun with the guests and it wasn't just all business the entire time. And John was just the perfect episode, an example of that. Uh, Just really got to relax, just have a fun conversation with him. So on top of all the knowledge you get, from what he shares, just also a fun, entertaining conversation uh, with John Reap. Episode 10, the season finale of season one. Uh, again, Country-ish is his podcast. He's got a lot of material online you can check out. Um, what a great way to end season one. Absolutely. So that that wraps it up for our season one recap. I uh, just wanted to talk about season two again real quick. So Jeff dies October 16th. Sam Towns, October 23rd, Sam Patton, October 30th. Uh, we're banging these out lot. They're on Facebook Live, so you can join us live. We do bring in questions and comments. If you want to leave those, we'll, we might get mentioned on the show. So that's exciting. And then don't forget, when's our feedback, Mike, Drew? First yeah. one. October 20th, first uh, Breaking Down Bits virtual. Mike, a chance for you to, to just to try out some jokes, especially, man, if you're if you're at home and you're not getting out to a lot of mics, can't get out, can't get out. There's not many mics. What a great opportunity. We'd love to invite you in. Love to get to know you a little bit better, hear what you're working on, help. Hopefully someone in the group will have some good feedback that you'll be able to use to tighten up those jokes. Um, so, yeah, join in. Uh, if you want to get uh, into that open mic, you do have to email us to get in, and that is breakingdownbits at gmail.com. And we'll let you know, like I said, very limited on how many people can get in there, but we're going to get in as many as we can. And if you don't get in the first week, we're going to try to get you in as soon as possible um, so you can have an opportunity to take part in that. It's going to be an absolute blast. Absolutely. Um, and then, hey, man, this, this might be a little hard, but just wanted to quickly shout out a few people that have, have really been kind of super fans. And if I'm leaving anybody out, which I know I am, but just a few that come to mind uh, for me, uh, Mostly Superheroes. It's, a, it's another podcast. Go look them up. Mostly Superheroes with Logan. Uh, Adam Radliff has been a, a great fan. Clinton Shorter, uh, Mama of Jokes. Uh, you know, have all been great supporters. Uh, Drew, who am I for? Am I forgetting people? Of course I am. And there's so many people who have um, a lot of the hot brethren, mm-hmm. the community that um, Joel Byers has, has jumped in, shared a lot of great questions, kind of connected with us offline. Thanks for thanks for being a part of this thing. We want your feedback. You, Your feedback and your questions and your input have made this podcast better each and every episode. And so please keep doing it. Help help us see our kind of see our blind spots and keep making this thing better and better because the goal is honestly at the end of the day to create something that helps us all kind of level up our comedy writing and performance. Yeah, and just uh, I always like to make this distinction. It's very important to remember that we are not know-it-alls whatsoever. In fact, we are very honest about the fact that we are new comics, and that if this is simulating us cornering these these veterans in the green room, <laughs> sticking a microphone in there face and asking them all kinds of questions about how to perform right comedy. And just we were, you know, the, the premises we're imagine a lot of you want to hear that advice too. And, and then of course, Drew, we want to have fun while we do it. And I think we're, we're at a place now where, where we're able to relax and have a good time. Absolutely. Season two, 
uh, starts on October the 16th. Wow. That's, I mean, that's coming up in just a few days now. Uh, we're going to kick that thing off already. Like I said, announcing our first four episodes are going to be really strong. A lot of fun. The open mic, a lot of stuff going on with breaking down bits. Make sure you do follow us on social media. We share this podcast on all of the normal spots where you find podcasts. We put it on YouTube as well. There's a video version there. If you, if you're curious, yeah, the easiest way to find it's breaking down bits.com. A beautifully, I will say a beautiful website created by our own Brian Gendron. Yeah. And, and a resource. Oh yeah. Only getting better. We're going to try to make that more resourceful. And like Drew said, we rely heavily on your feedback. So, and, and love to hear it. So uh, check, even if it's not good, give us all the good, all the stuff and it's just yeah. to make this thing better. So this, we are breaking down bits. We got 10 more episodes coming at you in season two, running all the way through to the holiday. Uh, to the end of the year. And uh, my name is Brian Jenner. Yeah, I'm Drew Jordan. We'll see you in season two. Thanks for listening to Breaking Down Bits. You can keep in touch or get more when you follow at Breaking Down Bits on social media. Visit the website breakingdownbits.com or shoot us an email at breakingdownbits at gmail.com.